Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of In Between the Stitches. I'm your host, Brady Wilson, and of course, I'm with my co-host, Chase Olschwanger. What's going on, guys? And the, uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're laughing because, so we had an episode, this is, it is currently about 1.45 here, uh, Central Standard Time, and we were, uh, recording an episode, we started about 1 o'clock, so we recorded about 40 minutes of an episode, and then I went to click, you know, we're about to move into the football, which is our last segment, if you know, if you listen to the show, you know that we go in a certain order, and so we're about to start the NFL, we had just gone through college, gone through everything. And then I turn back to the audio thing to see how much time we've gone because I don't want to go, you know, an hour and a half or anything. I, I don't, sometimes, you know, when talking sports, we can lose track of time. Right. And turn back and because I, you know, what I usually do is I'll describe it here my, my setup. I usually minimize on the computer and then I go and I have my, like, my script. And someone messed with one of the settings and when I minimized it, it would stop recording. So it got 32 seconds of audio recording and we had done 40 minutes yeah so if any of this sounds a little rushed sounds a little pre-rehearsed i mean we do we do rehearse a little bit but if it, if, it, if it sounds a little just kind of like we're reading off of a reading it word for word we've already said all of this <laughs> yeah. i i already went on my sad rangers rant we already talked about a bunch of stuff you know college so we're gonna not rush through it because i don't want to rush it but if if you see us going a little bit faster or hear us going a little bit faster just bear with it because we we are definitely not happy. We just that. did this. We we just we just <laughs> did all this, and we didn't catch it. You know, so hopefully this is this episode um, does not crash like that. Um, if I it does, you it will not be hearing this week's episode. If it does, you'll be hearing us a third time, <laughs> and you'll be hearing "Welcome Back to In Between the Stitches," yeah. and I am your tired host, Brady Wilson. So here we go: basketball. Christian Wood signed with the Lakers. That was about it. This was about what we talked about. Um, you know, FIBA stuff's going on, but really basketball is still, it's just kind of crickets. Yeah, just the downside of, you know, just crickets. Just the downsides of basketball. But no, I mean, as yeah. you know, we talked about earlier, you know, we're happy for, you know, as Mass fans for Christian Wood to yeah. give another opportunity with the Lakers, a one year, $2.7 million contract with a $3 million player option going into the next year. Um, so I'm just happy he's getting another opportunity. Um, yeah. Obviously, he is not really upset or obviously he's rarely upset on the situation that was here in Dallas. Um, he actually came up with a quote while we were going over the last episode before um, we had a, you know, before we crashed a technical um, difficulty. And he said, I opted not to discuss with Dallas. I'm looking forward to LA and for sure motivator after what Dallas did. So clearly he's upset with something. Obviously we know what he's upset about. I mean, he was very, you know, clearly the best big that we had on this roster. And from the minutes that he got, didn't, look like it so clearly something something was up and he's not really happy but he's moving on to another place where he might get another opportunity to be more successful so i'm happy for him um that's, yeah. that's really about it you know the dark times of uh, basketball were a month away though so we'll be back soon yeah. so we'll be back with basketball soon we're gonna move on to some baseball stuff here <sighs> the rangers I already you know already went on my sad rangers rants and i gotta go back to the dark place and you know mentally Last night was the worst baseball game I've ever been to. I was there. It sucked. From the from Altuve's first home run and hearing the roar of the Astros fans, it felt like I was at an Astros home game. Yeah. And that really sucked. It really did. It, it was not fun to be there. I'm going to be there again tonight. Scherzer, Verlander, please, 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 dear God, let us, just let us get this one. It, at least let it be a competitive ball game. Let me feel like I'm in this game for most of it. I don't want to feel like after the top of the first, we're done. 
I just, yeah. I don't want to feel like that. It sucked. It sucked. It sucked. It sucked. And and it leaves me asking a question. You know, after Evaldi, that was his rehab start, right? Like we talked about, that was Evaldi's rehab start. And I, I had I had no blame towards no, him. I wasn't going into that game being like, you know, if he allows five runs, you know, well, four runs and whatever how many hits he did. I don't care. I'm, I mean, I'm not. I, you can't put a guy in that position after two months of no starts, yeah. you know, of just bullpen sessions, no rehab assignments to come in and play one of the best teams in baseball. Yeah. I mean, what do you expect him to go you know, just strike out the side three innings in a row and be done? No, no, it's not going to happen. You can't expect him to do that. And so it leaves me with a question. And uh, that question is, where do we go from here? Where do we as Rangers fans go? Because I felt like last night leaving the stadium, it, it was rock bottom, right? And I, I feel like I'm hoping that we don't continue that rock bottom tonight. But it felt like last night was rock bottom, and it and you know, and you know what they say about rock bottom? The only way, the only the only place to go is up. And so we're hoping that we go up from here. And there's been a lot of ideas floated around about what do the Rangers do to try and you know figure this thing out. And one of the ideas that's been floated around is Evan Carter being called up. I'm not a fan of this. I don't want to put the pressure of a pennant race on a 21 year old kid and say, here, and if, if it was to provide a spark, sure. But to be the guy, he can't pitch. He can't do what well, he can't do everything. So no, leave him in AAA and have him on your roster opening day. I'd rather have that. Is I'm not punting the rest of this year. I'm not saying that we're gonna make miss the playoffs. If you told me that we'd be here, yeah, the day on on opening day, if you said, all right, you're starting season day, Brady, you're gonna be 72 and 66. Leaves our record. No, we're 76 and 61. 660. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, 64. I think it is. I mean, no. you just 70, 76 and 62. Yeah. 76. Yeah. If you said on September the 6th, you're, that's going to be your record. I would have said, hell yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. Let's let us let us do this, right? I mean, I'd have been excited, right? So I think there's a lot of reason to be excited. For Rangers. There's a lot of reasons to be excited as a Rangers fan right now. Your team is not what it was last season. It's not what it was in 2021. I will rather have a really great season and a rough stretch than a 102 loss season like in 2021. That year sucked from beginning to end. This year has not sucked from beginning to end. It's just sucked from like August 16th till now. <laughs> so it, it, it's one of those, I don't want to bring Evan Carter up, but do you want to bring Evan Carter up? No. Because, I mean, listen, you still have a chance at making you know, at making the, the playoffs. And if you're bringing a guy up, that means that you're desperate for something to change. And you're kind of given up on your team because, you know, you put him in center, right? And, oh, that make, that means Leody's not going to be in that starting rotation. I mean, so that it's kind of just like, you know, knocking confidence off some players, saying to your team, well, we're going to bring up this guy who hasn't played one major league game in, with 25 games left in the year um, to help us get to a team. No, you can't do that right now. First off, it's a lot of pressure for Evan Carter himself to be that guy to, to get a playoff push. Right. But then you're kind of saying, well, I don't trust our team right now to, to win a game. And I know how it, I know it's looked bad. They know it's looked bad. But you can't do that right now. you got to yeah. go with the team that got you this position. And it, as you said, if you told me that we were 76 and 62 right now with a chance to make a playoff, you know, a playoff push, I would have been like, yeah, let's go. We have yeah. a chance. But watching the way that this season started and before the All-Star break and after the All-Star break, into now, it's really disappointing because this team had and still has so much potential to do so good 
late in the year in October have some success but I mean like right now do you I mean I don't I don't know if I have that confidence no I want I to but it's just like you're still hurt you know you're missing out on your what would have been AL rookie of the year Josh Young Yavaldi's still coming back there is zero bullpen help and Grom left I mean I know Dunning and Evaldi really stepped up but could you imagine if Dunning had been in the bullpen, or or let's say that Perez had just sucked so bad that you put Dunning in the in the rotation. So let's say that Degrom came back. He didn't need Tommy John, but he's coming back now, and you could put him in the rotation with Scherzer and Montgomery and Evaldi and Gray. That's your bullpen. I mean, that's your that's your rotation. That's it's a, dangerous, man. That's a special rotation right there. If John Gray's your fifth starter, because he's a pretty good three or four. I mean, that moves Dunning to the pen. That moves Andrew Heaney to the pen. That has Perez in the pen. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we can do, we can work with that. Yeah, so, and I think late next season. I think after the so All-Star break. We're kind yeah. of this time next year. Yeah. It's kind of what we're hoping for, which that'd be great. You know, imagine if we're kind of in this position again next next year and we know DeGrom coming back. That's a big boost when, when Jacob DeGrom can walk on that mound to the tune of Simple Man by Leonard Skinner and just <laughs> hammer out opposing lineups. I think it'd be great. And I just kicked the table there. So people are wanting to launch the nukes on the bullpen, and I'm not one of those people. I am a believer in this bullpen. I know that that sounds really crazy. And, you know, Brady, what are you smoking? I'd like to have what you're smoking. Well, nothing. I, 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 I Leclerc has looked really good this season at times. So has Chapman. So has Smith. So has Burke, and so has Stratton. All of those guys, all five of those pitchers, can be really good relief pitchers. Potential closers, even, I think. And what I think is happening right now is when all five of those guys, usually it was one guy. Right. One, one guy is going to a rough stretch, so we'll use the other four. There is nobody right all, now that is stepping up. All five of them are sucking. Yeah. There, there, there's nothing you can do about that. It's just break out of the funk. Hopefully that you, know, that you can figure a way to get guys out. It just sucks right now. And we're hoping, and I know people want a whole new bullpen next year. Like we said in the first episode, bullpen pitching is like kicking in the NFL. It is very volatile. One year, you're a closer of the year. The next year, you're being DFA'd. Look at Edwin Diaz. With the Mariners, lights out. Went to the Mets, had a really bad stretch there. Like a year long. was was 2021. He was just bad. What happened last season? Excellent. One of the best closers in baseball. Best closer in baseball. Best closer in baseball. So... It happens. You just don't know. And that's kind of what sucks is that you're kind of on edge every time a relief pitcher comes out. So you're just hoping that year to year. Bullpen is not year to year. It's day to day with how good your relievers are. Like, like I said in the first episode, like Brett Maher is a fantastic example of that. Yeah. A guy that could have been all pro and honestly should have been all pro kicker. And then, but nobody's but, gonna remember him for that season that he had. Everyone's gonna remember the wild card game that he had four missed extra points and that lost him his job. I mean, it's a perfect example, and it's it's it sucks to see right now. It, it does. does. It really does. And so I, uh, the Rangers, yes, it's a bad stretch right now. This has still been a great season. And I don't believe in all the Rangers fans that are saying, well, you don't know how many chances you're going to get. The window may not be that long. I think Wyatt Langford is showing you this window could be a pretty long window. I mean, look at the Astros. Look at the Astros. You're telling me we can't do what they've done? I think we can. Why not? It's been done before. We can't extend our window. Ownership has shown they're willing to spend. We can't—I mean, we are a big market. DFW is a big market, you know. Yeah. And 
The Rangers never. The Rangers are what I call a medium market team. We spin big when we're good. When we're bad, we operate like a small market team. We penny pinch. We you know that, that, that and that's what I like. I prefer that rather than the Yankees or you know just trying to throw money at players and hope that the, the Mets, we're gonna the, the Padres, we're just gonna throw money at big names and hope that, that equals wins instead of actually trying to build an organization that can produce winning players from eight from rookie ball to the major leagues. Something that the Astros have done, the Rays have done, the Dodgers have done, and they're three of the best teams in baseball. We can do that. I think Chris Young wants to build that. I think we are building that. I just think it's going to be one of those. I think the window could be long, could, could be longer than most people are thinking. This is not a one-year team. It's not a if we're if we don't win this season, we're done. No, this, no, this, this is this the start is, of this a is, promising future. This is the start of hopefully at least at minimum to me a four to five year run where you're in playoff contention each year. To me, and then that's that's a minimum four to five years. You don't know. Lighter has looked pretty good coming off the developmental list. Kumar Rocker looked really good before going down with Tommy John. Brock Porter has looked like a you know a, a, a stud <laughs> as a starter. You you've got some of your veterans under contract. Corey Seager's under contract for eight more seasons. Eight. Simeon's under contract for five, five. more seasons. Yeah. So you have a window here. Nathaniel Lowe, Douglas Garcia are both controllable assets right now. So is Jonah Heim. So is Josh Young. When Carter and Langford get here, they'll be controllable. An outfield of Langford and left, Carter and center, Garcia and right, that makes me very, very happy. I know people were already wanting to get rid of Garcia. Garcia is a very hot and cold hitter. Get used to it. It, it. I will take his offensive production plus his defense. And, I mean, look at previous years. I mean, first of all, not to mention the guy leads the AL in RBIs. I know he's on a cold streak and hitting. He's down, exactly. you know, twenty points on average. But he's going to strike out a lot. It's going to happen. But look, but look at the difference of last year and this year. He before the All Star break already had more walks than he had all last year. I mean, the guy he's building up more patience. If he can, you know, the one thing he needs to work on, in my opinion, that, you know, those elevated fastballs. If he can make contact with them, you know that ball is gone. They go a long way. I mean, you know it's gone. I mean, look at the Minnesota game, walk off home run. That ball was elevated in the inside corner, and that ball went four hundred and seventy five feet. I don't think it went that far, but it was a, it was it was close. Yeah. But um, there, there's a lot to work on. He's I mean not really he's not he's young in the majors. I'll say you know he's 30 years yeah. old, but he's young in the majors. Um, and there's still a lot to work on, and he's only gonna get better. He's never he's not gonna lose that pop. He's not gonna lose that you know that power that he has. He's only getting better. Um, so there's I mean, there's a lot to look forward to. I mean, yeah, there's a lot to look forward to. There is. And so I don't people write Rangers fans to, well, we, you know, no, hey, look, guys, it's okay. We may, we may miss the playoffs. And yes, that will suck. Will it hurt? Yes. Will it suck? Yes. Will it feel like I w- was super excited for this year for nothing? Yes. But at the same time, you look at what's been built this season. This has been one of our best. This has been a great season for us. Yeah. A great season. I don't want to waste it. I'm with all the fans. I don't want to waste this season. But could you imagine? My, my, I called my dad last night, and, and he made a compelling point. He said, Brady, can you imagine this team next season if they miss the playoffs? Scherzer, how pissed he'll be? How, how, how angry these guys will be that they miss the playoffs but this kind of season and just chomping at the bit to get ready for next season? I mean, we've seen that in history, right, in sports history, where you, you see teams d- don't meet their expectations, and the next season they just come out and they're on fire. That happens because you're pissed. You are pissed. You want to win, and you didn't win. And so now you're going to go out there and prove you can win. And I could see that being the Rangers next season. 
possible. Plus, if you don't get in the playoffs, you're in that draft lottery. I'm just saying. <laughs> and the Rangers are the number one overall pick. Ah, you know, I mean, that, yeah. that, I mean, obviously, no. But I'm just saying, with the lottery now, not missing, missing the playoffs, you could still get a decent pick, potentially. You never know. But I think I, I think it's going to turn around. Bochy said last on the post game. Look, man, we I can't do a Bochy impression. I can't get my voice that deep. But look, you know, we 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 can turn this thing around. I just have to push them to do it. You know, I just I just have to keep. You know, I just, I just have to I just have to but get behind there's, them. There's no more waiting. Yeah, these happen now. It, it 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 there is no. Oh well, it's it's only July. You have time. It's September. Like this time next month, we'll we'll, we'll be watch, we'll be watching playoff games. Will we be in it? You That's TBD. Better get your butts in gear if you want to be one of those teams in those playoff games. Okay, not a sad Rangers rant this time, but you know, hey, the, the, the first episode was a lot longer. Oh, we talked. We were. It, I mean, it was a lot gloomier too. It was a lot more. The sky is falling. We kind of just we can't really repeat everything we said. No. So then we go. Um, just making sure it didn't cancel. <laughs> I have PTSD. Yeah. Now. <laughs> so uh, Jason Dominguez is helping the Yankees surge. Wait for them. I still have a chance. I've seen crazier things happen in baseball. If the Yankees make the playoffs, you know how noisy their fans would be. Yeah. Um, Ellie had a great game. The Reds kill the AL West. Thank you, Reds, for beating the Mariners. Um, Shohei Tani is going to need elbow surgery. We don't know if it's Tommy John. They're kind of gatekeeping this, like you said, um, on the first episode. And like, and like I was saying earlier, man, what are they doing? They are blowing their chance to sign Shohei. Like, I understand. I get I completely understand that you are mad at him and you're mad at yourself and you're mad that you didn't trade him, whatever, but you're going to throw him under the bus? Really, you're, you're going to throw him under the bus and say, well, it was his fault. We wanted to get him an MRI and he didn't want to, so it's all Shohei's fault. You're burning that bridge. Are you just trying to guarantee you don't get him so the disappointment's not as big? Like, I just, I don't, I, I don't understand the thought process behind it. You know what I mean? So... Uh, but, but let's move on from baseball. Hopefully yeah. tonight will be a better game. Scherzer-Verlander should be prime primetime matchup. Again, dollar hot dog night. We need this game so bad. Oh, we need this game. We can't get swept. I don't want to have to hear about how the Astros came into our house and kicked our butts and knocked us out of the playoffs. I That would hurt so bad. College football. I'm going to recap some games from last week. UNT versus Cal. I know you were there. What did you see from that game? I saw a lot of promise, and then I saw in the second half that Cal is a Power 5 team, and <laughs> yeah. uh, we are not yet. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, a two-score game at half. Um, it was one-score game the whole first quarter, um, tied, actually. And then they, you know, got a little, yeah, got, got a stop, got a score, made it two-score game at halftime. Sure, 13-point game. That's fine. That's, you're right there. Yeah. Get a stop, score, you're right back in it. And then... Uh, Jaden Ott, the running back, who was actually ranked by the CFB uh, um, sports page, the second best running back performance of the week of week one, and um, he was fantastic. And he kind of just put the he put Cal on their on his back and carried them to a victory. And it was a pretty pretty decimating victory. So, um, but no, I saw a lot of promise, um, and I'm excited for this season. Uh, UNC goes to FIU um, this upcoming weekend, and it's a game that they should win. It's a game that they will be favored. Um, but we know it's college football. Uh, anything can happen. But yeah. uh, yes, it is a game that they should win. Um, I, I do want to read a tweet here about the Rangers real quick. This is from the man who pitched the greatest game in Rangers history, Derek Holland, the Dutch oven, who pitched that game four, 2011. Was it? It was game four. 
I feel really like a bad Rangers fan right now for not knowing which game. Um, I know what game you're talking yes, about. It was game four. Okay. It was game four. Cause I, I remember is it was the win because we were down 2-1. Derek Holland, please, Rangers fans, don't come after me for, for, for forgetting that. He made a tweet today just now, and I want to read this word for word here. I understand the frustration with the Rangers, but I can promise everyone and assure everyone each one of those guys in that clubhouse is not quitting, not making excuses, and is trying to do everything they can to get back on track. Too good of a team and too good of a staff. They want this. The results may not be showing it, but I can assure you every single person in there, and he'd use the wrong there. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it, it messed me up there. In in there wants this more than anything. I promise you that. Just a tough, j- just a tough patch that's going to take every single one of them to get out of it. And I believe they will come together and get out of this funk, and they will make, and they will make some noise. I believe in this team, but they definitely need the fans to stay with them and believe too. One game, one out, one pitch at a time. Be loud and continue to support them even when going through these tough times. Let's F and go. And then it's the Cody Rhodes gift when he's, you know, let's go. And and I, I have to agree with Dutch there. You know, look, this team can come out of it. We've played really well. And he's right. This team has this so year. much talent. We can it come really out of it. It really does. They, we, we really do. Sorry to pivot from college football. Well, back to college football. Yeah. I just want to read that tweet. Um, thank you for Dutch for making that tweet. Make, makes me feel a little better. You know, I, f- I feel excited. I feel ready to go. Ready to storm the gates. Um, Nebraska Minnesota was a good game. Low scoring game, but I really feel like Jeff Sims, again, he needs to cut down the turnovers, and Nebraska could be a decent team this year. Um, Colorado TCU, I'm sorry, Florida Utah, Utah just killed them. Florida looked like they left their talent on the bus. I mean, it was, it was, yeah. it was bad. Um, Colorado TCU, game of the week, potential game of the year. Week one, I mean, it was excellent. Dion, he got he, he got them receipts. Them people in the media. I don't think we were one. I know. I think we both picked Colorado to win that game. I have to yes. go back and listen. Um, but I I didn't expect them. I thought they should be ranked coming into the year. I mean, with all that hype, you're not ranked really. I just felt like they should have been ranked. So Dion, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you're not. But if you do get us <laughs> in this, we believed we believed you need to help us get those ESPN jobs. Those idiots that didn't believe, right? I'm saying. So I agree with you. Uh, do you have any thoughts about that game? I mean, Shadur Sanders just I mean, lit up the TCU defense. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, and you know, Travis Hunter being the Shohei Otani of college football. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, don't steal Shohei from us. That's that, that that's what baseball has. Don't steal yeah. Shohei from us. No, but listen, I mean, you, you got to admit, oh, it's, yeah. it's oh, impressive. Yeah. It, was, it was very scoring impressive. touchdowns, getting interceptions. Um, and the interception was he was. Just, oh, it was a fantastic pick. I I love what Joel and I love Joel Clyde. Um, I don't know what he was saying. Is like nine times out of ten, that's a you know you throw that ten, t- you throw that ball ten out of ten times. How did he make? He was even surprised, and just because he came out of nowhere, yeah, he was trailing the other guy, and he just spins, pivots, jumps, and you're like, where he did makes he a come fantastic from? grab. Yeah, like, I mean, so a great catch. Yeah, as you said, nine times out of ten, that ball is just going to get deflected and go down, I mean, or, or, or caught, or it's caught touchdown. Yeah, that's what right, it is. Right. So it was a great game. Uh, Rice at Texas when it's expected. Expected game, expected outcome. Same thing with New Mexico at A uh, and M. LSU and Florida State, you know, uh, Jordan Travis had a great game. He had that one receiver, and I cannot remember his name. I should have looked it up in between our our sets here. But I think it was, uh, you know, he was like 6'4", killed LSU. LSU is, has, has a good team, but we will see if they can build off the loss. Can they come back from it? Uh, Florida State. Coleman. Had, yeah. Is it is it Deion Coleman? Keon Coleman? Keon Coleman. Keon Coleman. He had a hell of a game. And Florida State looks like they could be a team that could vie for the playoffs, you know, so we'll see. And then uh, Duke at Clemson. Duke, the football school. 
<laughs> and as we were saying earlier, you know, Clemson just has not been the same since Trevor Lawrence left. And DJ Yungalangale, that's how you say his name, I did. I was never sold on him. I thought he was a bad quarterback. And I was proven right. Um, he transferred. He could not lead Clemson to the promised land. And, uh, you know, I don't know who their new guy is, but he was bad. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we will see. I don't think, you know, Debo's going to get uh, fired or anything. He has won national championships. You know, we he has one or two. No, he has one. With, with um, Deshaun. With Sean Watson. And I think he has one. But they were a perennial contender. T-Lotner, contender. Yeah. Yeah, they only have one. So, yeah. again, great team. Fantastic team. So we will, you know, but, uh, you know, program. But we'll see if they can climb out of this. They're kind of in the cellar right now, and we'll see. Uh, week two, we got UNT at FIU. That's a game we should win. Yep. Clearly. You moved out of the Conference USA for a reason. You're in Florida, but you should win that game. Uh, Nebraska-Colorado, potential game of the week. Potential game of the week. Um, again, I like Matt Rule. Help build the Temple program. Help build the Baylor program. Try and build the Nebraska program, and I think he can do it. Um, I think Colorado's going to win, but you know, hey, I mean, you can't bet against them now. Yeah, Jeff Sims does have a chance though. If he can, if he doesn't turn the ball over and and the receivers can catch the ball, yeah, they have a chance. They really do. They, they have a good defense. Uh, Utah at Baylor. Baylor got beat by Texas State. It's very embarrassing for for Baylor. Utah's a good team. They're a team again that could be vying for that playoffs. I mean, we don't have the we don't have the twelve team playoffs yet. That's next season. So you are kind of looking at it as, you know, if you get Cam rising back. And even then, the quarterback played really well against uh played really well against Florida. But we'll have just have to see what happens with Utah. But I mean Florida State and Utah are both teams that are looking to get in that college football playoff picture that haven't normally been in that picture. Um, before the twelve team playoff comes in, you know, I, you but you you want to get in now. You don't want to punt for next year. Um, Ole Miss at Tulane. I'm gonna pick Tulane. Why it's, a, not? it's a great game. Well, why not? I mean, they're they're ranked. They're a pretty good team. You know, if they could beat an SEC school, that'd be a coup. You know, what are they? Cause I wouldn't like to see that just because you know UNT they got them yeah. on the schedule. Yeah, but, exactly. uh, it'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, then game of the week, Texas will march the Longhorns. Into Tuscaloosa to face the Alabama Crimson Tide and Nick Saban, the emperor of college football. And it kind of feels like that Bama goes through these stretches. One or two years of just a horde of NFL talent. Then a year or two where he builds it back up. Then another year or two where it's, you know, you know what I mean? It kind of feels like he can little, little pockets. And it feels like coming off of Bryce Young. It's a pocket where you're still good. They're still going to be probably top 10 team, but maybe not in that top four, which is what you're looking at this year, not next season, right? Not No no 12-team playoffs. And Texas is looking to get into that 14 playoff picture. And this would be a game that could prove that not only can they get in that, in that top picture, and Bama would probably, probably you know kill any hopes they'd have of being in the top four, it would prove to the world that Texas belongs in the SEC. Again, yes, Bama... Is going through, you know, but maybe 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 a bit of a rough stretch. Um, and of course, a rough stretch for them is nine winning by thirty yeah, instead of fifty. Nine, ten wins, still, right. you know. Oh boy. Yeah. But this proves that you can hang with the SEC, even if you know people aren't going to think about that with Bama. They're going to think, man, they beat Bama. You know, they're arguably the second best team in the conference. They can they can hang because what you're. I mean, what I'm worried about is can Texas play Ole Miss? Can they play? You know Kentucky. Can they play Tennessee? Can they play LSU? These you know A and M. Can they play against the mid level 
towards the top level SEC schools. But this is, you know, it's not, 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 not Georgia, not Alabama, the other schools. And this would prove that they can beat one of those top two teams. And I know you're a Texas fan, so what do you think? No, I mean, remember, flashback to last year. A game that, yeah. in my opinion, they should have won. Quinn Ewers got hurt. Um, he was looking great. He was dealing up. And Bama ends up winning in a heartbreaker by one point. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, listen, teams are different. You said Bryce Young. You know, he's gone. Um, the running back room, uh, the running back class in uh, Texas is literally completely different. No Bijan, no Roshan. Yeah. Um, Both guys I love, by the way. Yeah. Love Roshan Johnson. Yeah. So, um We'll see what happens. There's not really a, I don't think it'll be a, oh, another, and it very well could be a one-point game, but I don't think, I think whatever team wins this game is going to win by a touchdown or two. I think it's going to be more of a game where one of these teams is going to show who's truly better, and it's not going to come down to right. th- that last second. So, I don't know. I'm excited for the game, though. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a good one, you hope. And, yeah. um, you know, go Horns. Yeah. That's for me, at least. So, uh, we're going to now pivot to the NFL, and this will be the bulk of the episode. Um, again, sorry if we rushed, and I do want to make a disclaimer because on the audio thing it says um, time. We're at about thirty minutes here, but length it says at ten seconds. So if there was a delay in the start, like if we're delayed by ten seconds, I do want to apologize if the if, if the beginning was screwed up because I'm worried because there's two times. I have a time, and then a begin and end time. And so what I'm hoping is that it. Something doesn't screw up the audio. So if something is screwed up in the audio, whether before, middle, or after, I want to go ahead and apologize, and I'll say this again at the end. Just to, We're having technical difficulties. We have a new podcast director. We're you know still working out the kinks of all this stuff, so bear with us. Not as much as this. Now we're on like an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so here we go. To start with the NFL, I'll, I'll just, because I got a notification on my phone, Joe Burrow, I'm ready to go. He'll, he'll, he'll play. Chris Jones in a holdout. I would love to trade for him, by the way. Yeah, we're, all right. we're talking about this earlier. I'd give up a first-round pick for him. I mean, could you imagine? I, I'd go Osa and a second this year and like a fourth. I'd do that. I'd do that. I mean, I'd do it too. I mean, you'd be killing your picks, you know, because you wouldn't have a fourth. You know, you don't have a fourth this year. It's with San Francisco. Yeah. Trey Lance. But so we're going to do this this for the NFL season. This is our plan um, is we're going to do season predictions right now. So it's going to be standings and record. And then each week we're going to predict the games. And then I'm going to keep, we're going to keep track of our picks. And each week, we're going to have, like, you know, okay, this week I went 8-8 eight and eight with my picks. I went whatever. At the end of the year, we'll see who got more right. The prize will be pride and bragging rights. <laughs> so, we're you know, it's something that I do. I'm going to bring Chase in on this. Um, kind of told him today. So, yeah. <laughs> kind of like, oh, yeah, hey, by the way, we're, we're going to do this. So, um, we're going to go, you know, we're, we're going to start with the season predictions. And uh, what division do you want to start in? I think it's only right to start in the NFC East. You want to start in the NFC East? Okay, I'll kick it off here. I have the Commanders finishing last at five and twelve. I have the Giants in third at uh, ten and seven. I have the Cowboys in second at twelve and five, and I have the first repeat NFC East champion. I have the Eagles at thirteen and four, repeating their record. We're, we're very similar. I got the Eagles at number one and thirteen and four. Cowboys at second, twelve and five. Yeah. Giants in third at nine and eight. Okay. Okay. And then Commanders in fourth at six and eleven. Okay. Um. Yeah. So well, you know, one game difference yeah. between us, but uh, I do want to fill some time, so we'll, we'll give some quick synops, a quick synopsis on our picks here. Yeah. The reason I'm going with Commanders last, it's obvious. Um, Giants, I like a lot of their players. I love Wink Martindale. I love their coaching staff. I think they're going to get at least three or four wins based on their coaching alone. Their receivers suck. The old line is suspect. Daniel Jones is a good game manager. 
Darren Waller will be a good good weapon for him. Yeah. Um, their defense has some talent, but I love Wink Martindale as a coordinator. I think he's great, very talented. He has a he has a roster that really fits him. So, yeah, I I I think they'll be on the cusp of the playoffs. I don't have them in the playoffs. Um, Cowboys. Not to talk too much about them. You know, you add Stephon Gilmore, you add Brandon Cooks, you add Mozzie Smith, you have Hankins for a full season. You have only technically one significant injury, and that's uh, and that's overshown. But he was a rookie, so you he you know what I mean? He was still unproven technically. Right. No, this right? team only got better. So yeah, and there, there's there's no Tyron Smith is healthy week one so far. Knock on knock on the desk here. But we'll see how that works. So it's like one of those you have. There's a lot of help. In our last season. Your receivers weren't healthy. Your O line wasn't healthy to start the season. So this year, you're a lot healthier starting the season. And you're like Brady. So Brady, why didn't you have them in first? Well, let's go. Let's go by position. Quarterback, excellent, right? Compared to Jalen Hurts. And then I'm not going to compare to Eagles. You, you know, your quarterback situation in a great spot. Running back room, great spot. Your receivers are in a wonderful spot with Brandon Cooks and hopefully Jalen Tolbert emerging. Your tight ends, three young, exciting tight ends. It's a little unknown about where the spot they'll be in. We, we know what we got out of uh, Ferguson and Hendershot last yeah. year. Um, you know, Bax Goonmaker and, you know, drafting him. You got, yeah, like you said, we'll you got see. young guys who have talent that prove they have talent. And we'll, we'll just see if, you know, we'll see if they can bounce back yeah. for year two and bounce back to the NFL. I mean, we'll and see then, what happens. And uh, then, you know, uh, corner, Stephon Gilmore, Deron Bland, you know, we'll be Diggs, back for the second year. Yep. Trevon Diggs, you have Jordan Lewis. Maybe they figure something out with Noah Igbenogany. That they couldn't figure out with Kelvin Joseph. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt with that. Eric Scott Jr. looked pretty good in the preseason. At safety, you've got the you've got the three headed monster yep. in Curse Hooker and Wilson. Wanye uh, Thomas looked good, you know, and I'm happy that he made the roster. Uh, you know, Marquis Bell, kind of that linebacker safety hybrid player. Your mm-hmm. linebackers look good. Van Der Esch, you know, and I I'm a big fan of Damone Clark. Because he was coming off a spinal injury last season, and he did not have a chance to really get ingratiated in the playbook, really getting trained into the playbook. He learned it, but what you were seeing on Sundays, that was partly him practicing the playbook right, still. Right. So there was times because you would see that he wouldn't really know what he was he, not, not he wouldn't know what he was doing, but he was kind of winging it a little bit. So I think having a full training camp that he didn't have last season in the playbook would be better for him in the long run. So your linebackers, you're a little thin with overshown out, but you're still in a decent spot. And then your D-line is just monstrous. Mozzie, Hankins, Osa, Golston. You have uh, uh, Gallimore. Then a defensive, what? Oh, He's got a notification. We're going back to baseball. Ken, Rosen, Ken Rosenthal, Rosenthal, excuse me, just uh, talking about the Rangers, just saying, end quote, the problem is that bullpen has been a season-long issue. Really? Wow, I wouldn't guess that. Yeah. Well, I don't really know if I agree. Season-long? I mean, look, go back to the first been first a, part of the year. It's been an issue at times. Yeah, but right. But as you know, I, I hate to go back to baseball because we you know we're calling, yeah. we're on the NFL. But real quickly, you know, going back to like you know Josh Morris, for example, he'd be our eighth inning pitcher. Then Will Smith to close it out. I was very confident with that too, right there. Well, and it's just I I think for the Rangers, your bullpen, we knew it with the Achilles heel coming into the season, and it has not been the true Achilles heel throughout the year, but it has really been the Achilles heel in this losing streak. Yeah. Yeah, sorry for the quick uh, no, no, you're tangent, good. You're good. but you know, I got the notification. I just thought it'd be nice to share. You're good. Um, and and then you got Ed, Ed Rusher. Oh, all right. Uh, Micah Delon, you going for one snap? Uh, then Golston, not Golston. Uh, then Williams, 
and Fowler, you go in for a snap, you know, and then, I mean, it's just, you got Dorrance Armstrong had a great, I mean, you've got dogs. You, you, you're, you're so good at defensive edge that Isaiah Land, you had to let him go. I mean, yeah, that's, you're pretty talented at, at edge rusher there. But you're like, okay, Brady, but you, you forgot to mention a play, a, a position group. It's like, oh, yeah, I did. My position group, offensive line. And there's a reason for that. All the positives I just mentioned. I am a big believer that next to your quarterback, offensive line is probably the most important thing because if you can't protect your quarterback, it doesn't matter. Even then, so I, I could argue probably even more important. You need, to protect, you need to protect whoever you have back there. You can't protect whoever it is. It doesn't matter. And you've got five really good starters. Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, Tyler Biotis. I think I was a little too loud there. Tyler Biotis, Zach Martin, and Terrence Steele. Five guys that could all go to the Pro Bowl. You've got two Hall of Famers, two guys that were either a low draft pick or an undrafted free agent, and each year has improved and are hopefully, you know, Steele's got a big contract. And then you've got a former first-round pick that is in his second year, built, hoping to build off of a really good rookie season. Okay, so you're starting five really good. We should be able to win games with that five. What happens when one of those five gets hurt? Well, I'll tell you what happens, and I'm really hoping that by me clicking, it's not ending. Okay, the broadcast is still going. We're good. <laughs> you got to watch out for that. You got to watch out for that. So you're like, okay, well, we're looking really, really good, right? That You just said, O-line. Well... Who goes in when one of our guys goes down? Well, and obviously we hope no one goes down. At, but at guard, you got I think Josh Ball's on IR. So okay, we get Chuma Doga, cool, and TJ Bass. Okay, who's at tackle? Austin Richards and Matt Willetsko is your two backup tackles pretty much right now. And this is this isn't this isn't the fifty three man, um, which is that's cool, but if one of those guys is in there, I'm a lot more worried. Adoga's pretty good. I like Chuma Adoga. And Richards looked good in the preseason. But a lot of them are still unproven. It's just you're worried if one guy goes down. And guess what? One guy is probably going to go down at some point. And my money's on Tyron Smith. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the safe bet here. So that is why I cannot put the Cowboys above the Eagles. That's the long reason. I cannot see our offensive line holding up for 17 games. Simple as that. What about you? I want to get your thoughts on this. You know, much more I could say. Kind of, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm just, I, no, not, no problem yeah. at all. I mean, there's not much more I could say. Yeah, I mean, we have the same record prediction. Um, you know, we both feel the same way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a tough schedule. It, you you're face, just, yeah, we, I mean, of course, we you, have you a tough fa- schedule. You, you face the AFC East, but so you're, you know, you're, 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 you're division mates. So, but the reason I have the Eagles, I think, still in first is, and one reason I thought about putting them in second was their both their coordinators are gone. Gannon. And uh, 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 the guy that went to the Colts. Yeah, I cannot f- cannot remember his name. Um, I'm, I'll, I'll, I know who he is, but I just forget. Yeah, I forget his name um, as well. It's right there. It's right there. I cannot remember his name. But drop my pin there. Um, Shane Steichen. I knew it was an S. Shane Steichen. You lose Steichen, you lose Jonathan Gannon. I hate Nick Sirianni because he fits Philadelphia so well. He's that. <laughs> he's that. Just a hole. Just. Uh, you just want it. He has a very punchable face. But, you know, I believe in Jen, I, I believe Hertz can have a, another good season. It's st- You're still basing it off one really good year, but we'll see if he can bounce back. So, got a good offensive line. Your defense, you know, your defense took a few hits, but you added some defensive talent. Obviously, Jalen Carter, you Nolan added Smith. Nolan Smith. I mean, it's you added K- Kaylee Ringo. 
Eli Ricks loved him out of Bama. It's just one of those situations where I think they're better. I believe they signed a linebacker, too. I think our— I forget who. I think our coaching is better this year, by far. I, I mean, I, I know people may disagree. I'm going to wholeheartedly say I'd rather have my coaching staff than their coaching staff. But they arguably have a better roster. So yeah. we're going with that. But listen, Cowboys, you know, every year we always say this there's is, a chance. Okay, guys, ready? Ready? Look, stay with me. Ready? Yeah. One. This, this is, is the year. year right? This is our year. This is this is the year. This is our year. But I'm serious. L- l- listen to this. Like, everybody's very aware that the Cowboys have a very good team. This like is. This, like this is a team that like like obviously we've had the holes in the past, and I've you know I've said like yeah we're a good team, but I mean it, I mean it right now. Like we are a good team. They one quick thought before I let you uh, keep going here. This is to me the best team on paper heading into Week One that I've seen in my life. Cowboys team is by the way. Cowboys team. Twenty fourteen was a good team. Sixteen we weren't sure. Eighteen we again kind of weren't sure. Twenty twenty one was probably the best team heading to the playoffs. Last season was a young team. This team to me is the best team we've had. But I'll let you continue. Sorry. No, I'm saying no. I'm saying there's just there's not a lot of holes, and those holes that you had, you kind of fixed with this offseason. Gilmore Cooks. Cooks. You know, adding that you know second receiver that isn't bottom two in the league and creating separation. And leaving C.D. Lamb double team, triple teamed every game. There's there's a lot of promise for this team. I I, I think there's. I don't know. I I mean, as a Cowboy fan, I I'm not confident, obviously, but I love this team, and I, I wouldn't be shocked if we do something. I'm very confident in this team because it's a young team from last season. This 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 feels like a team. This is how you build. This sorry, moving my mic. This is how you build a football team. This is how you build a sports team. Okay? You build it with young talent. You draft really well. Then, then you supplement that team with veterans from the outside. You bring in Brandon Cooks. You bring in Stephon Gilmore. Right? Both guys have been on Super Bowl teams. Poor Brandon Cooks. On the Patriots, lose. On the Rams, lose to the Patriots. Right? Gilmore, defensive player of the year, on that Patriots team that beat the Rams. You have seen this. These guys are winners. They have won. Okay? Then you bring in Hankins, who's been in the league a long time. So you supplement your young core with veterans. It is a great way to build a team. Another Achilles heel that I think could show up, kicking. We didn't talk about this. Brandon Aubrey worries me. I don't trust him. I trusted Maher up until Buccaneers. I don't know about Aubrey. I haven't seen him kick in the NFL. So we'll see, right? <clears throat> That's another question mark. And then you have to get the all-pro Brian, Brian Anger, of course. Great. Best player in the league. The, the team MVP. Team MVP, Brian Anger. But I think this Cowboys team, really good. It's been, it's well built. You have depth at multiple positions. You have three quarterbacks that you would like. I mean, if, if, dear God, Prescott goes down, he has gone down in the past three seasons. He has missed a game in the past three seasons. Broken ankle. He had the calf issue Mm -hmm. in 21. Missed one game. And then the thumb last season. So, but you feel better, but you feel good with Cooper Rush in there. And you feel good with Trey Lance in there. Do you feel good with Trey Lance? Maybe not right now, but I think if it, we, I'd love to see him get an opportunity, but not an opportunity where it what, means that Dak's hurt. No, 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 I'm not saying I want. What I'm saying is, is that going into last season when Dak got hurt against the Bucks, you were like, "Well, Cooper Rush only started one game." I'm worried, but then he he quickly calmed you down. So this season, if he go, if Dak goes down, knock on the desk here, knock on wood, he goes down, which we're hoping he does not go down. Of course not. You feel good with Rush in there, and then if Rush somehow goes down. 
week six or, or seven. Yeah, Lance, you can trust Lance in there. He's a he's he's a good, talented quarterback. He doesn't have the playbook as much, but so that's why we're hoping you don't have to put him in there early in the season. You can maybe like week, maybe he plays week week eighteen. Maybe he's your starting quarterback week eighteen. If, I, if we're in a situation where I, we don't need to win, yeah, I, I really like that opportunity. Say here, go go out there and play a game. See what see what see what you can do. So. But now we're going to move on to the other division. We do have other division to get to. Yes. Yeah, we're not going to rant as much yeah. in other divisions just because our team is in this division, so we're going to yeah. talk a little bit more. So um, NFC North, I get with you. Let's do it. Because I know you have a, a little bit of a more but top-to-bottom list on right. yours. Um, which one's next for you? Um, I mean, was, I don't really okay. care. We'll have them all okay, here. Let's do that. Yeah. NFC, NFC North. Uh, I'm, I, the reason I did it backwards that time was because the Cowboys. This time I'm just doing it top-to-bottom. I got the Lions in first at 11-6. and six. Vikings in second at ten and seven, uh, the Bears eight and nine in third, and the Packers seven and ten in fourth. So I'm going to start with the Lions, who I have either tied for first or in second, um, and it all kind of bases off tomorrow because you know if, if you don't know, the NFL season starts tomorrow. Lions versus Chiefs. Yep. But there's been you know a lot of talks. You know Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee yesterday in practice. He's questionable. Chris Jones doubtful. With contract negotiations, you know, not being, you know, not really in his uh, his liking, so that kind of like, you know, without your number one weapon, without your best defensive weapon, right? Lions are a good team. I think Lions win this game if Kelsey's not there tomorrow, and I would have them at eleven and six if he's there. If Kelsey's there, if Christian's find a way to play, I have them losing, going ten and seven on the year. But I'm just gonna say that, you know, if I had to bet that they're gonna, Kelsey's not gonna be there, Christian's not gonna be there tomorrow night. So I had the Lions going eleven and six. I had the Vikings going eleven and six. I have the Packers at seven and ten, and the Bears at six and eleven. And I think that's where we kind of differentiate the most because you have the Bears just under five hundred. Yeah. Um, Which, I have them a few games six and eleven, a few I, games below five hundred. I have to say, as a sports fan, I hate the fact that football has an uneven number of games because then you get yeah because like you this. can't go five hundred. Yeah, you can't right. go five hundred, and that's one of the things about sports is you say they're a five hundred team. Well, there's no such thing in football anymore, right? Because they're money grubbing. Buttholes. Um, <laughs> can't really cuss on here. So, um, my mom listens to this. I can't cuss on here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's she's gonna text me about that. So you got, I don't know, uh, Lions there. I mean, I like I like this Lions team. I really really do. Um, wh- did you finish? I didn't even. Yes, I finished. Okay. I w- say, did you did you did you finish your rankings there? Because I wasn't sure. Uh, Lions eleven and six. Um, you know, I believe in Dan Campbell. I really really yeah. do. I like Jameer Gibbs. I like some of the guys they've added. I like the football players. They did not draft for need. They drafted their their players. They Jack Campbell fits that mo. They drafted their, those type of players, and I really like their guys. Vikings. I think they're a good team, but I think they'll regress a little bit. I I, I do. Um, I just think they're due for a little bit of regression. They're kind of a weird team without Dalvin Cook. We'll see. You know, they don't have a lead running back. What did something happen? No, it's just a chef okay. notification. JSN is going to play in They're the playing? season opener. Cool. Uh, go ahead and talk about that then. Uh, Bears, I really like the moves they've made. They're starting to build a team. I, I like Fields. I love DJ Moore. I drafted him in fantasy, so I, I I'm believing in DJ Moore there. Um, I have them at eight and nine there, you know. And then the Packers. I it's not that I don't believe in Jordan Love. I actually do. I think Jordan Love is going to need a year to get back into playing consistent football. He hasn't played in a few years, right? I mean, it's not like he did the old set out one year of football. No, 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 no. He set out multiple seasons. Now, he did set out, but under future Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers. Yes. So, but I don't think we've seen a, a quarterback like this, a young guy that you developed for this long, sit this long. 
I can't think of one off the top of my head. And usually it's one year, maybe two. I think Rodgers was one. It may have been two. I'm not 100% sure. I think I think it was two. may have been. And then with uh, uh, obviously Mahomes, it was one, yeah. right? So we've seen this, but Love sat, what, two? Yeah. Three, three seasons? Yeah. I think it was three because he was drafted in 2020. Yeah. So he, he sat for three seasons and did not play any football, really. And he played very sparingly. And so you you you're you're worried, you're definitely worried that you know he'll he'll need a transitionary period, and I think they need another year to build their roster up in the off season. So we'll we'll see. I mean, I could be dead wrong about him, but you know, yeah. in this division, I have uh, the Lions as the division winner, obviously, and then I had the Vikings as one of the wild card teams, along with the Cowboys. So uh, do you have? I'm sure I'm curious. Do you have the Vikings there in the playoffs? I have them eleven and six. So you have in the playoffs. So, yep. Okay. What do you have the uh, so you have the so you have the tie there? Okay, I see what you're doing. Yeah, I see that. Okay. Um, NFC West. I've got the 49ers at 12 and 5, uh, the Seahawks at 10 and 7, and it's my third wild card team. Uh, the Rams at 8 and 9, and the Cardinals. I did give them two wins because I don't think they're going to go 0 and 17, but I could see it happening. Even with Kyler, I could see it happening. I gave them four wins. I'll tell you that. Okay, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Um, I think the two wins will come with Kyler Murray. I'm making that prediction right now. Um, the Seahawks are my third wild card team. I I really like the way Geno Smith has played with under Pete Carroll. Um, I like JSN. I like them adding to that receiving core. I like their offensive line going into another year. You know, developing Charles Cross, developing uh, that was the guy from Stanford. No, it's um, it was the guy from Stanford. Right I, tackle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you you're picturing Abraham him. Lucas. Abraham right? Lucas. Yes. Yeah. So I believe he went to Stanford. Yes. And so you you're hoping that you know you're to those two tackles. You have, you, have, you have your bookends. Your defense, you know, Tariq Woolen, you've you've got some playmakers over there. So I'm I'm thinking they could get better. And I think ten and seven is a good record for them in the playoffs. So what do you think? I have um 49ers twelve and five as well. I have the Seahawks at nine and eight. Okay. Um I have the car or the Rams at six and eleven. Okay. And the Cardinals at four and thirteen. Uh, uh on the Rams, I give them eight wins because it's Sean McVay's their head coach. That was it. Because they have Sean McVay. And I try, I like him. I tr- I trust him. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know the Cooper Cup status, but they do have Stafford. Well, Stafford's be back, right? I assume. Yeah. yeah so, I, mean, I mean, you have Stafford. You have Donald. Got some players. You know, I'm thinking eight wins, but you know, I don't think I'm getting that playoff picture. I mean, we play the Rams too this year. Yeah, we so. do. So, um, is it are the Seahawks one of your playoff teams? Nine and eight. So no, I no, I don't, I don't have them. No, I didn't really okay. put on my thing like if okay. there are wild card team or not. I just okay. kind of went record. Okay. Um, the NFC South. I got the Saints at ten and seven. It was tough to find a division winner there. Falcons at nine and eight. Panthers at seven and ten. And then the Buccaneers at five and twelve. Oh, you're so close. I had Buccaneers at six and eleven, but you uh, know, Saints ten and seven, Falcons nine and eight, Panthers seven and ten, Buccaneers six and eleven. So and I think we're gonna have pretty much the same points on here. Derek Carr, I like him as the quarterback. They still have playmakers on that defense. Got playmakers on offense. Once Kamara comes back from, you know, his suspension, you know, you never know. Uh the Falcons. They're kind of a weird quarter quarterback situation, but they got Bijan and Tyler Algier, two nice running backs. They're gonna be a running team. Poor Kyle Pitts. It's just I mean, I'm I was still for him, man. But yeah, you know, I mean, going, going back to the Saints, I actually gave them a ten and seven record due to their schedule. They have a lot of matchups where I think that they can really succeed and be successful. Um, they're playing some young quarterbacks. Yeah. They are playing well, in that division, right in the division itself. But they also have, I believe, the AFC South as. Um, oh God. matchups really? this year, yeah. 
Wow. That's, so that is they just kind of have good the, for them. Yeah. So they kind of have those matchups where I think they can really be successful and just win those games. Where, you know, they might not be like one of the best teams in in football, but because of the matchups they have, I think that their that defense can carry them to low scoring wins. Yeah. Um, and I think those will have some games where they can, you know, you know, and I can't remember their head coach's name, but, um, he, uh, still a fairly new coach. Yeah. You um, know, I know his name. Obviously I just we're, can't, we're blanking on yeah. here. I'm going to Google this. It's been um, a long two episodes. Th- this, this makes us, yeah, this makes us, uh, <laughs> sound like we're not professionals. We are professionals, you know, um, Dennis Allen, Dennis Allen. Yep. All right. So he's, he's coming into his second year as a Saints head coach, I do believe. Um, as a coach, da, 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 da. yeah. So he was the Saints DC. So okay, so he, he's been with them since 2015. So he's a Saints guy, been with them a long time. Was he? It said Super Bowl champion. Was he on that 09 team? He was. He was. So to look at his, I just want. I just think this, this is cool. So in 2006, he was hired as their assistant D line coach. Then in from 08 to 0 t- to 2010, he was their secondary coach. So he has. He was on that championship All team. Right. And then he left to become the DC with the Broncos for a year. Then was the Raiders head coach for a few. So this is not his first time as head coach. Excuse my uh, jumping the gun there. Uh, I was. I'm not that I wasn't into football, but like that was right before I started paying attention to every other team. Then he was the defensive assistant in 15. Was the Saints defensive coordinator from 2015 through 2021, and then was now been their head coach. So obviously, pretty accomplished. Has been around, been been around, and so I think he can help lead this team. You know, defensive coach with Derek Carr. I think that, that that's a good combination. Yeah. And like I said, you know, Texans Colts. There's two wins right there. You sweep the Bucks. That's four. You sweep the Panthers. That's another six. Sweep the Falcons. That's eight. That's eight wins that you can get just on playing those teams. So and then you only need two more right. in your schedule. So I mean, obviously they probably they may not sweep their division. I'm just saying that it's possible. Right. Right. Falcons. Desmond Ritter, we'll see. You know, good at Cincinnati. I felt he could develop into something. Yeah. We're just going to have to see his development. And the Panthers, I like the team. Frank Reich was, to me, this is the Doug Peterson hire of the season. Like, that, the higher you go, oh, that's going to work. That's going to work so well. I'm so happy. You know what I mean? Right. It, it, that, that, this is going to work for them. They have some playmakers. Got some defensive guys. They got, I mean, Brian Burns will play. You've got some guys on, uh, on offense. You've signed Adam Thielen. And you had to trade DJ Moore, but Bryce Young, you know, I, this is a team that could make a little bit of noise. That's why seven wins. It's fair. Yeah. And then about the Bucks, I think Baker's going to win them five games, pretty much. With, with that's kind of where it is because you know they yeah. have a talent all around him. Yeah. It, if he decides to be an above average quarterback, who knows? Know. Yeah, you never know. Um, I, it's not that I don't think it's going to be above average. I just I, I think injuries they're just in, in turmoil right now. I think so. That's the NFC. My playoff teams again: Cowboys, Vikings, Seahawks in the wild card. Um, AFC, AFC East. Want to start there? Sure. Want to do the East, North, West, and South like like we did? Sure thing. All right. So, Bills twelve and five. Patriot uh, Jets eleven and six. Patriots ten and seven. Dolphins ten and seven. This is going to be a very tight division. It's going to be kind of what the AL West is right now. It's going to be like. Down to the wire, I think, again, with all four teams. Not two of them, not three of them, all four. I like the Bills. Adding Dalton Kincaid, thinking he was going to get stolen by the Cowboys. He wasn't, so ha-ha to the Bills. <laughs> um, they're in a lot of, you know, like turmoil, but they're having some locker room issues potentially, so we'll see if that, you know, plays a factor. And the Jets, 
They're one of my wildcard teams in the AFC. Aaron Rodgers, you added him. It's a big ad, right? Probably the biggest, arguably the biggest ad of the offseason for any team. You have Seth Gardner. You've got Garrett Wilson. Your old line is kind of the question mark for you there, but you've got guys in that defense that can make some plays, get some sacks, get some interceptions. Also got Dalvin Cook with Brees yeah. Hall. And I, I think that I think they'll be a very good team. I don't think this is their year, like they're saying, but we will see. So I have them 11 and 6. Uh, the Patriots, don't look at the first couple games just because they're going to take some time to get used to having Bill O'Brien, right? No longer, no more Matt Patricia as their offensive coordinator as Patriots fans rejoice. They have a chance. They've got potentially one of the league's, they have arguably the league's best defense. And then an offense that if they can just score points, they'll win games. I mean, they will win a lot of games if their offense can not be last year's offense, which I think they can. Bill O'Brien's a great OC. He's shown that he can be a great OC. So, and then the Dolphins, not that I don't, it's not that I don't like any of these teams. They're just, it, they're all really good. It's where do you pick them? Dolphins are good. I just worry about Tua. That's it. It's, it's Tua concerns. So, what about you? I have the Bills and the Jets both at 11 and 6. Okay. Dolphins at 9 and 8. Patriots at 8 and 9. Okay. So, I mean, again, yeah. that's still a very tight division. Yeah, I mean, is. that separates them by three wins. I mean, and that's the division that we faced this year. Yeah. So, yippee for us. Yeah. NFC North. I get the Bengals at 13. Right, AFC North. Yeah. yeah. Bengals at 13 and 5. Uh, it's just so weird to hear that. Wait, no, 13 and 4. 13 and 4. Excuse me. I messed that up. Let me just make a small little correction. Not 13 and 5. That would be a little impossible. Uh, 13 and 4. So that didn't sound right. 13 and 4. Ravens at 11 and 6 and the second wild card. Steelers at 10 and 7. And then the Browns at 9 and 8. Bengals. Joe Burrow, and there's what, what what else do you want me to say? They're a good team. Not much to say. Ravens. Hopefully they have Lamar for a full season. You add some offensive weapons. You add Zay Flowers. You add potentially what remains of Odell Beckham Jr. I like the team. Their defense is going to regress a little bit, but we'll see. Steelers, I think they're going to be on the upswing. Can you good in preseason? I think Kenny Pickett's going to have a good year. I still think they're a year or two away. The Browns, nine and eight. Full Watson season. It's it's Watson. I think still needs another year to get back into football shape. So we'll see how that plays out. What about you? I got the Bengals at twelve and five. I have the Ravens at ten and seven. I have the Steelers at nine and eight, and the Browns at seven and ten. So again, another close division. But um, yeah, going real quickly because I'm kind of just having my phone out here just to see if there's any news. Nick Bosa news. Bosa contract agreed a five year, $170 million extension with the 49ers. What? Yep. Hold on. Hey, whoa. A bag making the highest of paid defensive player in NFL history. Oh, no, that's not good for us. And you know why that's not good for us. That is bad. Yeah. That's a contract right there, man. That is a contract right there. That is. And, and people are like, well, why is it bad for the Cowboys? Uh, Micah Parsons? Yeah. Micah Parsons? Micah's going to want $200 million. Yep. Yep. Five years. $170 million. One, What was it, 122 guaranteed? Something like that. I mean, that is... He's going to make $34 million a season. That's crazy. As a defensive player. Okay. I, I just, I'm hoping that because Micah's a Cowboy fan, he loves, there goes my phone, <laughs> because Micah loves the Cowboys, he wanted to play here, I am hoping that he only wants like $25 million a season. 
That's my hope. Yeah. I'm hoping that he does not want that kind of money because he wants to play here. Right. And he wants to win here. And this is why, this is what I hate about the modern NFL. All these players, I secured my bag. Yeah? You ain't going to secure that ring. <laughs> who who can the Niners pay now? Nobody. That, that, they, 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 I'm sure they have cap space. Right. But I'm just saying, when you pay, it's one thing about Tom Brady I will always compliment him on, no matter what. He was always willing to not be the highest paid quarterback because he would rather win six Super Bowl championships than be the highest paid player. It's a very selfish thing. And I, I, I hate, and I understand, I'm not going to, you know, old man screaming at the clouds that all these guys make too much money. Because I don't believe that. I actually do believe that they deserve the money they make. What m- makes me mad is when I hear players say, well, I really want to win, but I want the most money of any player at my position. Well, those, you can't have both. Do you want to win or do you want to be the highest played player ever? Pick one. Now, do you, would you rather have $34 million, Nick Bosa, or $20 million a season and we could build a championship team around you. 34? Okay. Don't. If I ever hear like Nick Bosa complain, oh, I just don't know why we can't build a championship team. You're the reason. That's $34 million in cap space in one player. One. I got 52 other guys I got to pay. Right. It, it's ridiculous when people try and say, well, I want to win and secure the it's bag. It's only $20 million a year. And, and I, I'm not, <laughs> yeah, and I'm not saying that, you know, well, they should just be happy with that and move on. No. Get, get what you feel you're worth. But then don't complain when you can't build a team around you. It's the argument I've had for quarterbacks. Unless your team can just kill the draft every year, which is very rare. The Patriots did it. Pretty much they, I mean, they'd have, you could probably look at their drafts and say they have one impact player in each draft. Right. It's very difficult to do that. But you know what? They didn't pay their quarterback. Top quarterback money. They paid their quarterback good quarterback money. Anyway, sorry. Just Let's a little, move on. Little, a, a little rant there. I mean, I don't want the Niners to win. I'm just saying. No. Uh, AFC West. Oh well, the Chiefs at thirteen and four, such a shock. Chargers at eleven and six, and my third wild card team, Broncos at nine and eight. Let's ride, and then Raiders at eight and nine. Another kind of tight division there. Chiefs. I they're due for a little bit of regression, and I'm not hating. I don't want Kelsey to call me a jabroni or anything, but <laughs> I, uh, you know, I think they're due for a. Bit of a regression, especially if Jones holds out, especially if Kelsey's out for a, 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 a time, it's possible. Right. They'll regress to thirteen and four. They'll, they're 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 not going to have a you know a fifteen win season or nothing crazy like that. The Chargers, Kellen Moore, going to run. A, he's going to run an efficient offense. Uh, Seth's dad had a really great. If you remember Seth, he was on the draft podcast with us, or the of the draft show. His dad had a really good way of describing Kellen Moore. He's like the kid that gets the playbook on all Madden. Doesn't really know what he's calling, but it's a really good playbook. He's just throwing plays out there. Right. And it's, it feels kind of like that. He didn't really know how to put together a drive. He came from the Scotland hand offensive tree. He's going to run a top 10 offense with them. But will they win the Super Bowl? No. I just don't see it. I, I maintain Kellen Moore will never win the Super Bowl as a play caller. He does not have the cojones, the marbles, to call those big-time play calls. Yeah. He just doesn't. He's too scared. In my opinion, as a Cowboys fan that watched them, Char- uh, Broncos they'll have an uptick, but I think they're still building again. Another team that's kind of a year away for me. John Payton's building there. Russell Wilson needs to come off a bad season, but their roster's good, but not good enough to get in that playoff uh, picture. Raiders eight and nine. I like McDaniel's. I like Garoppolo, but I just don't think they have the depth 
to win too many games. So I think 8-9 is a good record for them because they're top-heavy players. I just don't think they have the depth. I think losing Darren Waller is going to really hurt. Yeah, I mean, oh. with Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams, anything is possible. Yeah. But um, What do you think? Because, you know, you were talking about a little bit of the regression in the Chiefs, and they might have some injury and some contract stuff, you know, going on a little bit at the start of the season. So I have them at 12-5. and five. Um, You know, still amazing record, number one in the division. Um, Chargers at 10-7. and seven. Raiders in third at 8-9, and nine, so we have that. And I have the Broncos at 6-11. and 11. Okay. Um, I just think, you know, I love Sean Payton as a coach. I like that, you know, Russell Wilson's going to have a new start, you know, um, with Hackett finally out of there. Oh, yeah. Um, I just think that there's got some injury problems right now. They got guys like Javante Williams coming off, you know, the biggest injury. And he might just, you know, start off a little slow, which might take him some time to get comfortable. And I think it's... I think it's just on the work year for them, and I think it's going to only improve going into next year. Yeah. So I think this year they go, you know, six and eleven, which I have them at, but anywhere, you know, six and eleven to eight and nine. Yeah. I think it's very possible uh, for them. Uh, and you know, what's going to be really interesting is seeing the Broncos versus the Jets this year. They play each other, and that's going to be interesting because of all the comments about Hackett and attacking him. Basically, yeah. and it'll be interesting to see Peyton versus it'll. It, that will be a fun game to watch. Then you have the. It's kind of funny. The two worst divisions in football are both the South divisions. Yeah, um, this one's a little worse than what I think is going to be the NFC South. You've got the Jaguars, eleven and six. Good team. Good team. Team that could go to the Chiefs championship game. Titans, nine and eight. Texans, five and twelve. I like a lot of their players. And then the Colts at three and at three and fourteen. It is going to be a very rough season for the Indianapolis Colts this year. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I love Doug Peterson. I love Trevor Lawrence. I and I think adding Calvin Ridley back, I, he may not. Now we've seen sometimes when guys take a year off. Le'Veon Bell did not look the same. Deshaun Watson did not look the same last year. So Ridley, we're still kind of waiting to see will he look the same this season, right? So when we don't know about that, uh, you have offensive playmakers. You have Etienne. You drafted uh, Tank Bigsby, who I loved at Auburn. You have a good defense. So I, I think you know they're the clear division winner. The Titans, good team, interesting quarterback situation, good running backs. Man, they got Henry and Ty J Spears. Yeah. Those are two. That's a nice one-two combo because they're both completely different runners. Still a decent offensive line. You know, uh, receivers. You, eh, eh. Your defense is still kind of. Eh, they're just they're they're kind of middling middle, perfect eight and eight, right? Not but nine and eight this time. Right. Texans, I think Stroud will hold him back a little bit because he's a rookie quarterback. But Mechie, Nico, uh, Nico Collins, and you've got some good play. Dalton you, Schultz. Dalton Schultz. Noah, Noah Brown. Your offensive <laughs> line. You're, they have a really good offensive line for a team that's as bad as they really are. Damian Pierce is good out of the backfield. There's another receiver that I'm forgetting, I feel like. I feel like I'm receiver. Robert Woods. They, Robert they Woods, say, yeah. yes. Um, they obviously drafted Will Anderson Jr., so that's a big guy yeah, on your defense. Texans right? are going in the right direction. They they have got a really good defense. It's going. It's and D'Amico Ryan's new head coach. They're going in the right direction. They're going up. So I think five and twelve, and I could see them getting into that six and seven wins potentially, kind of where the Panthers are. But I just don't know how Stroud's going to play. Right. I'm more confident and young than I am Stroud. Um, and then the Colts. I think they'll pick second next year, and they'll take Marvin Harrison Jr. for Richard to the ball too. Then that'll be. That was a bad voice crack. <laughs> That'll be. And I think it also, Marvin Harrison Jr., Colts, obviously, right? His dad played there. But I really think that that's where, you know, if if my predictions hold true, 
Colts get him, that that really helps out. That really helps out your rookie quarterback. I think Richardson's a good quarterback. I think he'll will them to three wins. They have nobody else on that team that's really very any good. I mean, Michael Pittman's good. Jonathan Taylor, we don't know. They're just they're a team that's just not very good. Yeah, just plainly not very good. And so I think they'll be picking top three next year, and we'll see what happens. So what do you think about the uh, AFC South? Um, yeah, so I have the Jaguars winning the division at eleven and six, Titans at eight and nine, Texans at five and twelve, and the Colts yeah. at four and thirteen. Um, you know, all kind of you know similar to to what you said. You know, there's some teams that um aren't as good as the others in that division. Obviously, um, I think the Titans are a very interesting team this year. Um, I think they can finish anywhere from. 6 and 11 to um I don't even like 10 wins is a max I think I right. th- they have the talent on that roster um but they're just always that team that just seems right around that 500 mark to me so 8 and 9 9 and 8 it's a safe bet but um yeah man I'm excited yeah so now we're going to start with the week 1 predictions now we will show up showing him oops hit the mic there so I feel pretty confident in our predictions. You know, I, I, I feel like we're, we we pretty much aligned most everywhere, every, you know, everywhere. I, I just for everyone wondering, I really don't like to do um preseason like Super Bowl predictions and stuff. If you put a gun to my head and said predict the Super Bowl, it's tough not to say the Cowboys. It really is. But I'm gonna say Cowboys equals NFC Championship game, and I'm gonna say uh, Bengals. I'm gonna say Bengals, Bills, AFC Championship game. And uh, I'm going to say Bengals, Eagles, Super Bowl, Bengals, and Super Bowl. So Bengals are my Super Bowl pick, if you want to say. Um, I mean, if, if I get that one wrong, I don't care. Chase, do you have anything to weigh in there? I hope you're wrong because I hope the Cowboys are in that spot. Well, I hope I'm wrong too. I'm just going <laughs> off. I, I don't want to be a, too much of a homer. Right. Because you know me. I, I really am. So now week one predictions. Okay. And again, I'm sorry I kind of surprised you with this. No, you're fine. But uh, – Week one, it starts tomorrow. I'm sorry I didn't mention that when we started the football segment here, but it does start tomorrow. On this episode, we'll run a little bit long here. We'll try and shorten it a little bit here. Uh, it does start tomorrow, tomorrow night. Lions, Chiefs. He, Kelsey's not going to play. He's questionable, and if he does, he's not going to be Travis Kelsey. He's going to be limping. Lions. you have any, you know, we're, we're, we're going to go game by game here. I'm not betting against Mahomes at home. I'm going Chiefs. Okay. Uh, Panthers at Falcons. I'm going Panthers. I like Bryce Young against the Falcons here in week one. Get off to a good start. They're on the road. I like them. I'm going against you again. I'm going Falcons. Wow, okay. Here we go. We're, we're, we're going to have some different <laughs> records here. Uh, Texans at Ravens. I'm going the Tet. No, I'm joking. I'm going the Ravens at home. Ravens. Yeah, I'm going Ravens. Bengals at Browns. Bengals on the road. Big time. You know, this is this is a rivalry game. Bengals. I mean, Burrow, he's maybe not most, maybe not 100%, but it's still Joe Burrow. Bengals. Yeah. Uh, Jaguars at Colts. Jaguars. Jaguars. It's funny. I said the Colts win three games. I may not pick the Colts three times. Right. So it, that's just kind of how it works. Uh, Vikings. Uh, sorry. Buccaneers at Vikings. Vikings at home. Yeah. Vikings. Uh, Titans at Saints. I got Saints at home. Titans. I like the Titans, but I just I think the Saints want to get. I think they want to prove that Derek. I think Derek Carr's got some got a little more to prove than uh, than the Titans. I'm gonna do. go Saints as well. Niners at Steelers. I'd love to take the Steelers here for the upset. I want to put the Steelers on upset watch on this one, but Niners. Niners. Uh, Cardinals at Commanders. I'm going the Washington Commanders, and they're 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 at they're in Washington. I think you know Sam, Sam Howell may have a good game. I'm taking Arizona. Really? I am without Kyler. I am. 
and without Colt McCoy. I am. I just think that it's going to be quarterback. I don't even know. Exactly. That's why I'm going Arizona. Who? Hold on. I, need... I don't even think they have announced it yet. Have they? So have they? They've talked about some guys that they have on the roster that might have potential starter, but they haven't, I think, listed an actual starter so yet. So right now they have uh, Josh Dobbs will probably be the starter. Okay, so Dobbs will be the starter. Give, Clayton, me, give me the Cardinals. They have Clayton, uh, Clayton Toon, and Jeff Driscoll. I think I could see them. Hollywood being, Brown, ten catches, one hundred and fifty yards, and coming. Yeah, do you have him on fantasy? No. I was like, say that wishful thinking. I do not. I, I could see the Cardinals pulling this one out, but I just don't see it. They don't. They just don't see it. Packers at Bears. Bears? I don't know. I, I did it wrong. I'm going with the Bears. I am going with the Packers. Oh, you, you're wrong. Anyway, <laughs> no, I, I think Fields wants to get this started at home. Big rivalry, the oldest rivalry in football. They want, I think Fields wants this game. You know, I think so does Love, but I think Fields wants a little bit more. So what do we have like right now? Four disagreements? Uh, we've had multiple. <laughs> I think four. Raiders at Broncos. Probably just here. I'm saying Broncos. Let's ride. See, this is another tough one for me. Yeah. They're both kind of like middle of the pack teams. I'm going to go Raiders. Of course you are. Just just, 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 just disagree with me. It's okay. That's not the reason why. I know. I know. Raiders more of a talented roster. Uh, Dolphins at Chargers. Offensively, I'm, sorry. Yeah, I'm going Dolphins here. I, I think Tua is healthy right now, so I'm going Dolphins here. I'm going Chargers. Um, and, and I want to see what Kellen Moore does in week one there. Eagles at Patriots. Eagles. Going Eagles. But I would not be shocked that this is a trap game. I think going into a New England, yeah. I think, you know, you, you can't go into yep. Belichick's home and be like so confident, yeah. whatever team you are. So I think this could be a trap game, but give me Philadelphia. And again, you know, and talking to the Patriots fans, you know, we'll see. I have heard that, uh, interesting. We, um, you know, Patriots usually aren't, don't start the year off very good. And then they, and then they figure it out. Right. So we'll see. Um, Rams at Seahawks. One Seahawks. One Seahawks. At home, week one, rival, but, you know, Seattle. Cowboys at Giants. Man, this game was tough. I, I really think the Giants. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's the Cowboys. No, listen, it's a Sunday night primetime game. Anything can happen. We got Obviously, it. I'm going with my boys, but. Dak is, what, 10 and 0 in his last 10 starts against the, against the, against yeah, the so, Giants? Yeah, I mean, listen, man, it's a stat. They, they, they released that stat for a reason. There's, can't win all of them, but I'm confident in us. I think that we. We typically start out years a little questionable. Yeah. Kind of Patriots. Kind of Patriots. And then we figure it out late in the year. So we'll, right. we'll see. So I think we'll start with a win this time. I mean, the last time we started off with a win. I want to start out with a dominant win. That's what I want to do. I want to, I want to with everybody watching Sunday Night Football, I want to be that team that but, goes out there see, and what, dominates. What sucks is that the last two years we've been on Sunday Night Football to open the year. And not been good. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Weren't we? No, 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 we weren't. We weren't Sunday Night Football. 2021. We were. We opened it in Tampa Bay. I thought we were Thursday night. I thought we were the first game of the year. No, we opened Sunday night in Tampa Bay, and we lost on a field goal, 31-28. Yeah, I remember that. I'm just saying I thought we were the first. Anyway, and we lost in 2020. So Mike McCarthy is 0-3 in his first game as Dallas Cow, you know, in week one. Right. But I'm going Cowboys. I think we're better. We beat, we, beat the, we swept the Giants last year. We're healthy. I think we're better. Just, we're better. We're better. Uh, Bills at Jets. I'm going Jets for the upset here. I'm Monday Night Football. They got a lot to prove that they're ready and they're ready for prime time. So I'm going Jets. Again, another tough pick. Um, you, you look at this two ways. It's like, are the you know, are the Jets comfortable now with this new roster? Right. Um, but I will go with the Jets as well. All right, cool. So we had some disagreements, had some agreements. So we'll come back week week uh, week two and announce who won. 
I was this, Chase was this. It's going to be I was right, he was wrong, but that's you know, my, my <laughs> personal humble prediction. So uh, there's really not much else to talk about. Obviously, uh, Bosa, his big contract just dropped. I'm glad it, you know, in hindsight, I'm glad that we had to do the second one because we would have missed the Bosa thing. Right. So in retrospect, it was kind of a blessing in disguise. But, you know, again, sorry for, like, the lack of maybe energy if it yeah, hurt. It just, but... It's because our voice is, I'm, I don't know about you, my voice is tired. Yeah. I've been talking a lot. Yeah. So fantasy-wise, I don't want to talk about much. Uh, we're not going to do any start, sit, bench, cut. No. It's just, I may mention, like, hey, I'm picking this guy up. You may want to pick him up in your league, too. But, like, it really, I'm not a fantasy guy. I play it. I'm not really a big, like, as knowledgeable about it. I just play. Right. I, I play who I like. So, I think it's going to be a fun NFL season. Baseball's, you know, giving me heartburn. So, now time for the Cowboys to give me heartburn. So, let's go. We'll have fun at the game tonight. Yeah. Hopefully, I, you do have fun. Uh, if we have another game like last night with the Rangers, I swear, I'm, I won't, I will never leave early, but. It will suck. All right. We will see you guys later. See you guys. Yep.